The skies used to be blue on a good day in some parts of the world. If we were lucky, we'd get to see some of those blue skies over the United Kingdom too, but mostly we settled for the grey that we'd been accustomed to. Grass was green. Trees were swaying in whatever winds were stirring on the day you happened to look upon them, full of life as they danced from side to side, occasionally shaking free a leaf or two. Rivers flowed with clearish waters which were also full of life, with fish of all sizes darting around seeking food and warmth. Birds sung in the skies as they glided around, whether by themselves or part of a migration. And people, so many people, everywhere were going about their daily lives, some of them happy and merry, a handful grumpy, and a good proportion quiet and just getting on with things which needed to be done. These were different times all right, a world full of life, a world full of hope. At least as much hope as it could muster when certain groups and countries failed to get along and saw fit to scream at each other from opposite sides of the globe, each of them believing they'd more rights than the person or people they were addressing. When truth be told, they were always equal. That's as much as I remember. As much of what I remember of the old world anyway. The new world is a far bleaker place. I've been outside and the yellow skies have seemingly returned to normal and the trees near our house seem to still have some life in them. But I'm sure it won't be long until they wither and die like the others have done so before them. Maybe the yellow tinge my father described hanging in the heavy atmosphere will creep its way around to where we live too. Maybe these things take time. And when it does get to us, the remaining birds taking shelter in the trees we've somehow managed to keep a hold of will just spiral to the floor dead. I'd been the first to wake up, after father of course, one of my clearest memories, I could play it back perfectly, as though it all took place yesterday. It wasn't yesterday though, it was months ago, I'm not sure how many. The clocks don't work anymore, just as the electricity doesn't. Our mobile phones died a long time ago too, stopping us from using them as timekeeping devices or calendars. Father was looking out of the window. I remember how scared he looked. I also remember not recognising him. Where am I? I'd asked him, but he shushed me quiet. At the time I thought it was because he didn't want me waking sister and mother, who were both asleep next to me. All of us crowded together on the same bed. I remember feeling uneasy about being there, next to him. Not because I'm shy about sharing a bed, but because I didn't know who they were. I climbed from the bed and walked over to the window next to father. He whispered, I don't think I was followed. Even if I wanted to forget... I don't think I could get the image of how pale he looked on that day out of my head. His eyes were surrounded by heavy black rings. His dark hair looked greasy and messed up. More noticeably, he looked petrified. He turned and looked at me blankly. He didn't recognise me, just as I hadn't recognised him. The first thing he asked me was my name. I couldn't tell him. Even today I still can't tell him. He couldn't tell me his either. Nor could he tell me the names of the two ladies on the bed. He did show me a photograph, though. It was the four of us standing together in a captured moment of happiness. I don't remember when the picture was taken. He told me that it was on the sun visor in the car, stuck there with a piece of tape. A clue to who we were. He had been in the driving seat, and apparently Mother was in the passenger seat with my sister and I in the back. In the boot of the car was a suitcase. He had pointed across the room to the suitcase. He had opened it whilst we slept. The clothes inside were a mishmash of various sizes and styles, 
Clearly the bag hadn't been packed with any thought. Whoever did the packing had just grabbed whatever they could find and simply tossed it in there. I had asked him how we got out of the car and up the stairs of this house. I didn't think to ask whose house it was, not immediately anyway. But when I did ask him, he told me that it was ours now. Apparently he had woken up in the car. The force of the blast must have knocked him out, just as it had done so with us too. That must have been what took our memories too. Some kind of reaction to the shockwave. He didn't know where he was driving. He just told me that he pressed down on the accelerator and drove. It was purely chance that we came by this house and that it had been empty. I asked him what blast, and that's when he told me about the bomb. He didn't know exactly where it went off. He could only remember snippets of information. The biggest explosion in history, and millions dead upon impact. We must have grabbed what we could and jumped into the car.